Welcome to the Hobby School Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned hobbyist or just getting started, Hobby School is the perfect place to learn something new. My name is Dr. Destiny Kopp and I'm your host of the podcast. But before we jump into our episode for today, the only thing I ask is that if you enjoyed the episode, please share with a friend and give us an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. This helps us get out the content to more people. I also want to invite you to get on our wait list for our next Hobby School Online Learning Summit. These are free to attend and you can find the link to join at hobbyschool.com, which is also in our podcast show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And my special guest today is Haley Foister. Haley is a mother, wife, entrepreneur, and declutter coach who is dedicated to helping you on your journey to living a simple life through the power of decluttering. She has over 10 years experience in professional decluttering and organizing with clients from all over the world, helping them declutter their lives to make more space time and energy so that they can focus on what's important to them. And Haley, I am super excited to jump into this topic with you to hear today. But before we get into all the questions I have for you, can you tell the audience a little bit more about you and how you got started? Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Haley Forster and I've been working in my uh, declutter business now, as you say, for over 10 years, which um, when you said that, I kind of forget how long I've been doing it. Um, but how it stemmed really was um, it was all from a, a very personal journey that, that I had. So I years ago, I was a, a hoarder. Um, and it, that came from a childhood bereavement that I had. And it was a way of me really kind of coping with my grief. Um, and I ended up hoarding a lot of belongings in my in my home. And again, to to try and cope with just the, the overwhelming feelings I was having, I, I was really kind of clutter in every part of my life so it wasn't necessarily just hoarding things in my home I made myself extremely busy um, just to try and uh, get away from those feelings I had so it was all very deep and, and an emotional period for me um, but actually it got to the point where I needed to make some change so I started by decluttering my home um, and I actually ended up decluttering about 70% of my possessions. And I saw the difference that that made on my whole being. It wasn't necessarily just the impact that it had on my on my home. It was my day-to-day -day life, my mental health, uh, my emotional health. Like I saw benefits in, in all of it. Um, so it was really from my personal journey and what I got out of it that I thought, you know what, I need to, I need to show other people how to do this so that they can see the benefits as well. Because what I was feeling and what I was going through, it wasn't unique. It wasn't specific to me. I see so many people feeling those emotions and and going through the same things that I was. And for me, there's there's a, a really nice way out of it 
by the power, like you said earlier, the power of decluttering and the the benefits that you can get from doing that activity in your life. And And I love that because what you said there, once you started, you know, decluttering, it helped you mentally, um, probably even physically too, just in your emotional health just got, you know, it, it was much improved. So definitely want to dig into this in a little bit more detail. Now, and, and I'll, I'll just go out and say that I think a lot of us can relate to what you were going through. My son passed away a few years ago and he had a lot of stuff. And I'm, I've, I've honestly, to be quite honest with you, I've been like fortunate. I haven't had the um, fortitude, if you would, to get rid of a lot of it. So I've been mm-hmm. trying to decide, you know, what do I do with it? Because there's a lot of emotional um, feelings, I think, that goes along with all of those belongings. Now, one of the things that you said, or the, one of the things we want to talk about is, I really want to dig into a little bit more about how decluttering and creating that white space can impact your mental well-being um, and give you the ability to focus on other passions in your life. So can you talk about that in a little bit more detail? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's this is probably the for me the the biggest um passion part of it for, for my job because there's a lot of people out there who help people declutter their homes and it may be very much orientated around the space and and how it looks and the cleanliness and the organization but for me it's more about the 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 benefits you get personally in your life to then be able to create the, the the freedom that you can then choose what to do with which I think is so powerful and at the end of the day that's why we're all here isn't it we want to be living the life that we want Mm -hmm. to be living rather than what we're forced into and really how decluttering can help with that is the kind of modern day living is incredibly difficult at the moment we're being bombarded constantly with things to do things to buy um things to be as well and we're we're expected to be busy we're expected to have all of the things um and that can really lead to you spending a lot of time um and a lot of wasted energy on things that aren't necessarily what you want to be doing um and the amount of times that I've had people come to me to work with me um and we do an evaluation of their their life in general um, and including their home and we'll look at where they spend their time and the majority of it is on stuff that they feel they should be doing um, that they don't necessarily have a passion for or a drive to do Um, and it's been it's all accumulated over time and all of this stuff that we should be doing um, for me it's all classed as clutter Clutter can be multiple aspects. Yes, it can be the, all of the excess stuff in your cupboards, um, but it can also be the excess stuff in your calendars um, and excess relationships that aren't adding anything to you, for example. Um, so all of these elements added together end up taking a lot of our free time and a lot of our what I call white space, which is that really precious time that you have where you can choose what you want to do you can 
you can lie down and have a nap if you want, or you can go out and you can go on a hike, or you can explore new hobbies and activities or long lost hobbies and, and uh, aspirations that you may have had from a few years ago. Because we by by being able to remove that clutter, you're taking out a lot of the the shoulds. And I mean, kind of think of in your, in, your, in your own life as well, like how much time a day do you spend looking for things around your home that you're trying to, to that I don't know, you might be wrapping presents and you're looking for the sellotape and the scissors, <laughs> like things like that. Or perhaps you're trying to organise your, your children's lunches for the next day and it ends up taking half an hour longer because you're just not, you haven't got the right things and you might need to pop to the shop. Um, and all of those different elements of your life where you, you've got this excess clutter and lack of organisation, it's amazing how much time that takes out of your day. And when you add that up, that is a lot of wasted time. Um, so for me, that's where I really start working with my clients is seeing basically like kind of like a time map, I suppose, on an average week, where what what uh, time are you spending on certain elements and how can we cut that back and how can we utilize your home in the best way so that you're spending less time on that so you can create more time to be doing things that you want I mean the amount of clients I've worked with where they've they've went on to get improved fitness because they've had more time to to go to the the gym or go out for a walk with the dogs or they spend more time with their children um there's some women that I've worked with where they've started a side hustle they've started a job and then that's ended up being their main income earner um so there's so many things I mean if you just think about if you had an hour extra a day even what you could do with that hour extra. And I say whether that be doing a different project or an activity or a hobby, or it might just be a bit of self-care and a bit of downtime. And that can really transform um, what what you do and how you lead your life on a day-to-day basis. So that's very interesting to me. And I don't think I'd ever looked at decluttering in the way that you're talking about it today, because you're, you're not only speaking to, yes, we might need to declutter some things in our house and get rid of some things that we don't need, or we haven't used in a long time, but you're also talking about things that it's really how we spend our time, whether it's you know, doing things that we don't really enjoy doing or having a relationship with, you know, uh, you know, somebody that's just not been serving us, maybe that we need to declutter something like that out of our life. And I don't think I've ever really thought about it that way. So when somebody wants to start this process and they are a very beginner in it, how would you suggest they get started? I think the best way to do it is to to really start mapping your time for an average week um, and thinking about, yes, we've all got work to do, um, but also what do you do outside of those work hours? 
Um, what do you do at home? What's your the activities you do with your family? How much time do you spend on yourself? And just really kind of count those up. And um, you could even create yourself like a little calendar. Um, and just as you're going through your day, just mark down what you're doing throughout that 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 day small or large you can even get like time tracking apps on on your phones and on and um on your any apps that are out there that could really help you to do that as well because sometimes I know it's harder to do it on paper um and I think even just doing that exercise is a big eye-opener for a lot of people because they don't necessarily realize how much time they spend doing certain activities that aren't work because we all know we spend a lot of hours during the week working um that's how we make our money that's how we pay the bills um but the additional pieces can can be massive because you might say that okay on an average week i'm actually spending three hours doing laundry or i'm spending four hours um preparing meals for the for the family and when you add up all these during the week you can really see how much um you can see that's spent on personal care on on family care on um on work and development and things like that and it's good to just see what that spread is and then what I think the really good exercise to then do is say this is an average week for me but what is an ideal week and how does that look? And how would that time be split? And then really, it's a case of comparing the two and understanding how you can get to that ideal point. Because using my example before, I might say, right, I don't want to be spending three hours doing laundry. I'd rather be spending an hour and a half. So what can I do to help um that that process and it might be a case of okay the reason why I spend three hours doing laundry a week is because I've got too many clothes and it takes me a long time to to sort them out and get them back in the cupboard and actually I, I just end up with piles of clothes everywhere because I don't want to kind of dive into that job because it's frustrating for me I get, it gets my anxiety up and then that for me, then I go, OK, super. Well, let's look at sorting out your clothes. Let's look at that clutter side of it. Um, or if it's the the meal prep, say, OK, I'm spending four hours on meal prep. How can I get that down? Because really, I'd rather just be doing one to two hours a week of that. OK, well, let's look at how you could organise that. Could perhaps you declutter your kitchen a little bit more so that you can spend your time more efficiently in there? Could you do some meal planning? Um, could you do some meal prep on one part of the, the week on a Sunday evening so that you can condense all that time together and through the week is much easier? Um, so it's really about doing that audit of your time. And that will include things from your home, from your calendar, your relationships. It will include everything because that is an average week for you. And just compare it to what your ideal would be. And really the the what you'll see are things starting to pop out that just aren't working for you. And that's kind of the starting point of, of where your focus should be um, and the things that you should start eliminating and start shaving off. Um, and and really it it snowballs from there. I mean, you doing these little 
time shaves or little space savers in your house can make such a, an impact that you feel the benefits pretty quickly. I mean, think about if, um, I don't know, you, you've got your groceries coming and you decide to just have a quick clear out of your fridge before your groceries are getting delivered. Even just that initial feeling of having an organized fridge can make you feel so much better about wanting to start cooking because you know you've got the right ingredients you've got everything in the right place you can find it and just think about that but on an amplified scale that just the sense of contentment knowing that things are organized things are in their place you're not spending any more time on things than you need to because you've just got order to them and that can make a massive difference and it becomes quite addictive really that's why usually most people start with decluttering their home and they end up thinking well what else can I get rid of because there's so much stuff in our lives these days that actually it's there's a lot of stuff you can get rid of and still leave a very 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 happy and uh, convenient life. I agree with you. As you were going through that, I'm like, this sounds like so much fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I would love, I would love to delve into this and, and doing that time mapping. Cause I don't think I've ever done that. And, you know, it, I think it would show you, you, you're probably spending some time in some areas that you don't really, that you really didn't know that you were. So let me mm-hmm. ask you this. Let's say that somebody has done the time mapping and they, you know, did the, you know, I love the laundry exercise that you, that you talked about there. What are some mistakes that you see some beginners making in kind of going through and declutter after they've done that time mapping exercise? What are some mistakes you see them making? I think sometimes what I see people do is going too hard, too fast. And the the problem is, is that you're trying to go for long-term changes here. Um, you don't want to, to get to your ideal time map and just stay there for one or two weeks because you're not going to see the benefits of that. You're not going to feel it. Um, what you want is long-term change. You want to be able to, to make the, the changes in your calendar, in your, in your home, and make them sustainable. And the biggest enemy for that really is going too hard and too fast. And by that, I mean by trying to get rid of everything all at once. Um, because it's, I mean, take it as in an example of we come to January the 1st and we say, right, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to lose X amount of weight, I'm going to start eating healthier, I'm going to uh, join the gym, and I'm going to start a business idea, and I'm going to do some, I'm going to decorate the spare bedroom. By piling your plate full high of all of those things, it's very difficult for you then actually complete those goals because there's too many and you're trying to cramp them in all at once and without having any real plan and it goes exactly the same for this by that that was adding things to your plate this is you're trying to remove it but you want to try and do it slowly but surely because if you don't you're going to just start um, finding ways that you you're, well you're going to become overwhelmed for a start because you'll be like right I need to 
um, not sign up for that. I need to take my name off that activity. I need to declutter my fridge. I need to sort out my laundry plan. I need to do a meal plan for X, Y, and Z. And you're going to be initially adding a lot more to your plate to get rid of these things because you've got to get systems into place. You've got to get organized. You've got to make sure that you've got time slots allocated to getting all of these things and all your ducks in a row and by trying to do it all at once it becomes overwhelming you don't want to do it anymore and you feel frustrated and you're like well what was the point of that because I've tried to declutter this or I've tried to remove these things from my calendar and it just actually takes up too much of my time so it's the opposite effect when actually if you take it step by step and just say okay I've done my time map which one of these am I going to prioritize? Let's focus on that, get the system into place for that, focus on eliminating eliminating that part of my life. And then once that's established, let's move on to the next thing. Um, and it's just slowly building up um, the, the changes so that they can be more sustainable. Um, and that's the biggest thing. It's like really trying to pace people because also a lot of people get excited by it. So they're like, wow, this is great. I've done a couple of things already and I can see the benefits of it. My home feels more relaxing. Um, I'm able uh, to spend more time with my children. I want to do more. Um, and they'll get excited. They'll want to do it fast. And I'm all, I'm all for people wanting to make positive change and making change as fast as they can. But a lot of the time you see that then that isn't sustainable because they're trying to make these changes too quickly. Um, so really, it's just about pacing and trying to select the things that will make the biggest impact initially um, and, and be very selective about, um, about where you start um, and making sure that you don't overwhelm yourself because that's a surefire way of, of stopping and never actually achieving what you want to achieve. And I, th I think that's some great tips. Don't go too hard, too fast. And yeah, yeah I, I think that's great. Uh, Haley, before we wrap it up here, any last minute tips for the audience today? Yeah, sure. Um, I would, it's another kind of tip that I would add on at the end of um, that question you asked me. And, and we both briefly touched on it at the beginning of our chat is, and one part that can be really difficult when you're going through decluttering is sentimental things. Um, so what I would highly recommend um, is to not dive into doing sentimental things immediately. Um, they can be extremely difficult to process and it can be something that can derail your um, your decluttering journey um, because it, it, there's a lot of emotions involved in that. And it, it can really hinder um, you moving forward with it. So I would recommend do things in your life, in your home that are so much easier for you to process. So start with things like um, the, the spice rack or the, the bathroom cabinet or um, perhaps activities in your calendar that you've been wanting to get rid for rid of for a while, but you've just never got around to it rather than some commitments that perhaps are a little bit more um, emotional for you. Um, and just start from the easier things. You'll build up a decluttering muscle, you'll get used to it, and then you can move on to the more emotional side of it um, that can, that can um, usually 
derail you. Um, so just try and park that to the to the part where you're feeling a little bit more emotionally prepared. You've got a little bit more time because you've already done a lot of decluttering activities um, and, you're, and you're more ready to, to tackle it and, and just go easy on yourself. Like don't, as I said, this is all about sustainable change. So just go easy on yourself, be kind to yourself, allow yourself to process any emotions that come up um, and remind yourself you're doing it for, for the positive good at the end of the day. And Haley, thank you so much for all of these tips in joining us today to talk about how we can declutter not only our our house and kind of where we're, we're living, but also our life in general. And before we go, can you let people know where they can find you? And I believe you have a free gift for them also. Yes, definitely. So I've got a website. So that's simplejoy.co.uk. Um, you could follow me on Instagram as well. And that's at hello simplejoy. Um, and my free gift is I've got a PDF, which is eight steps to how to get started decluttering when you're overwhelmed. So it'll take you through some, some mindset prep work, some little fun activities to do before you start diving into it, um, and some initial tips for, for getting started. And it's really, as it's, it's the title says, there for people who know that they can see benefits in decluttering and they want to get started, but actually... The act, the act of it feels so overwhelming initially that it's just stopping them from moving forward. So it's a little activity book for you to, to dive into, to just get that motivation flowing. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll include the link so you can download that and, and dive into to your decluttering journey. And definitely we'll include the links in the podcast show notes and go and follow Haley on Instagram. She has a great Instagram account. And Haley, again, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of your wonderful wisdom with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to sign up for the wait list so you'll be the first to know when our next free hobby school online learning summit launches. The link is in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to hobbyschool.com and that's hobby school with school without an H in it. Talk soon.